From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit, a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her guest lineup of authors, healers, educators, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Each week, Sherrianna and her team of experts share remarkable insights about life, spirit, manifesting, and more. Welcome to Just Ask Spirit. I'm Shariana. I'm your host, and I want to welcome you to the show. If you're new to the show, this is a show about spirituality. It's a show about mental health. And if you're new to me and my work, I'm the author of many books. The most recent is Emotional Detox Now. And today I have a very special guest for you. And I, first, I just want to ask you this question or for you to think about this question. Have you ever felt like something was holding you back. <laughs> Have you ever had that feeling like, I just feel like something is getting in the way, right? Something's holding me back. Why is it I can't get past this or get this? Or why is something taking so long in my life? If you've ever had that feeling, which I'm pretty much pretty sure all of us have had that feeling, well, my guest here today is here to help you out. I have the author of a book called The Secret, everyone, that is holding you back. And author Vincent Jenna is joining me now. Welcome to Just Ask Spirit. Well, Sherrianna, thank you for inviting me today. Um, it's great to be here, yes, and to talk about this subject. Definitely <laughs> holding you back. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm I'm dying to know. I mean, I think we're all on the edge of our seat here, but why don't you just give us a sense of who you are, you know, tell the audience a little bit about you, your background, your work. Well, actually, I am a psychic therapist, a medium, a spiritual teacher and author. Um, uh, this is my first book that has been released, but I've been authoring a lot of journal articles uh, for the past almost 40 years now. I've been doing this work for about 40 years. And uh, this ability was thrust upon me at the age of 28 years old when a friend who was originally my enemy in school, who befriended me at my 10 year high school reunion because I was in the movie Grease as a singer, actor and dancer, and his life was falling apart and I wanted to help him. So a prayer to God and a cry out of desperation and needing tools to be able to help him and anybody like him. Okay, well, hold this, up. Vincent, oh, okay. wait a oh, minute. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. yeah, no, this is great, but I, I'm just curious. <laughs> okay, so wait a minute. First of all, I, you, you know, know what, you... what part are you curious about? <laughs> I don't understand. Okay, I'm curious about one, you said a psychic therapist, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll and, then you, and then you let's talk about that. Then then you go to reu a reunion and you meet up with your enemy and you want to help him. Is that what you Yes, that's exactly that's exactly what okay. <laughs> oh, um, I guess you want me to take it back just a little bit more. Huh? Just a smidge. I'm like, that, that was kind of floored me. I'm like, that is how did you get from I needed tools to wait a minute? This is someone I assume when you call them an enemy, it was someone you didn't get along with that maybe you had a past past something with rift or something. 
Well, it um, it was more than just a, a past riff with. I was completely bullied in school until I was 17 years old. I was chased home every day when they caught me. They beat me up in school. They shoved me in lockers, flushed my head in toilets, threw me in dumpsters, peed on me, spit on me, stripped me, threw me into assemblies to humiliate me. And that was basically every single day until I was 17 years old. This gentleman was the class clown, which makes you very popular, number one. But he was also the best jock, which makes you popular, number two. So he had so much popularity and um, he was very antagonistic of me. So all he would have to do is call out my name wherever we were in the middle of class, down in homeroom, walking in, in the hallways to the next class after school, doesn't matter. He would call out my name and that would be the cue for all the jocks and all the kids to start picking on me, including the women, the girls. They all picked on me as well. So I had a very hard past. OK, that was my history with him. So he became my I'm greatest enemy I'm because he antagonized and caused all of that. OK. And how and so this lasted this started at what age? And I know it went till fourth seven. Grade. Fourth grade. So how old was I in fourth grade? I was nine years old, 10 years old, nine years old. I moved to uh, my parents moved to Long Island. And um, so I went to a, a small school on the island, a public school. And so it was from fourth grade on. And unfortunately, especially back in my days, and I think a lot of that is happening today, um, your classmate that you start out with in elementary school, and then back then I had junior high school, and then from junior high school, we shift over to the high school, but it's all the same kids. So my reputation went with me each step of the way, and yeah. he got worse and worse and worse, and so did the bullying get worse and worse and worse, Okay. Well, what, what made you go to the reunion, Vincent? Well, I'm about ready to tell you that. That's not a secret, just like this book is. But what happened was I became, I was extremely talented young kid. So I was able to sing and act and dance. I had a big Italian voice that's popular for Sicilians, right? Like Pavarotti, um, Placido Domingo, all of them Sicilians with big voices. So I had a big voice, very talented. So when I got on stage, I did a lot of musical theater as well as chorus. But when I got on stage and I got applause for my roles and the way I was acting, that actually kept me alive. It kept me going. Right. So I immediately latched on to that and thought that that was going to be my full time career. So I pursued an acting career. Um, I did a lot of local musical theater and then I started doing more. Then I was fortunate enough and I actually worked my butt off in order to get into the movie Grease. I was one of the dancers in the no movie Grease with John Travolta and, and um, bless his soul, uh, Olivia Newton-John. So that. OK, wait, wait, wait a second. Okay. So you were one of the dancers like on the car yeah. No, no, no. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> here, here's the story about that. Um, yeah. When they were first doing the auditions, they auditioned thousands of people all over the country. And I auditioned in New York and they were looking for 10 guys and 10 girls to be the main dancers. Okay. Besides the stars. Okay. 10 guys and 10 girls. So after my audition, I got a phone call from the choreographer to tell me that I was chosen as an alternate. Gotcha. And so what that meant was anybody who didn't make it to Hollywood 
to start doing the filming, they would call me up and I would come down and I would be in the movie then. Wow. We hung up and I was a pretty obstinate, arrogant young man. Um, And I did what every actor is not supposed to do is I called the choreographer back. And I said, listen, Patricia Birch, Patricia Birch, everybody knows she was the choreographer. I said, Pat, listen, I can't accept that I was an alternate. If I come to California on my own expense, all right, would you at least let me on the lot? I'll be in the background. I'll sit in rehearsal. And that way, if you need me, because I knew I'm in New York, they're in L.A. There was no way that they would be calling me if they needed me. They'd get somebody local right away. But if I figured if I was there they'd be able to use me, right? And so, you know, hemming and hawing, I can't pay you. There's no money for that. I said, I'm not asking to be paid. Just let me on the lot. And she said, all right. So she put my name down at the gate of Paramount Studios. So when I arrived, first day of rehearsal, there was my name. They let me in. And I sat in the corner feeling pretty humiliated, actually, because there's things about actors and they always talk. And I was always like, who is that? I mean, we know we got in, but who is that sitting? No, I don't know. know, Right. They remembered me for the from the audition, but they was like, why is he here? He didn't make it. I sat in the corner. Well, it turned out we started rehearsing. The first four weeks were rehearsals for the entire movie and all the dances. Um, Lorenzo Lamas, who played the jock. Uh, he couldn't make it for the first three weeks of rehearsal because he was already contracted in a movie and they didn't know that. So he's not there, but they're doing the gym scene and all the other scenes and they needed somebody to stand in for him. So Patricia Burst looks over in the corner at me and says, hey, um, Tony was my professional acting name back then. Says, hey, Tony, come here. Would you be willing to stand in for him? I can't pay you, but it would help us out a lot. And I said, absolutely. And I worked my butt off for four weeks. That gym scene was was painful and agonizing, learning all of that, that dance. And so I worked, I worked, I worked. And um, so I stood in for anywhere that I was needed. Right. Well, the fourth week, Lorenzo comes back in. And so Pat says, we don't need you anymore. So, you know, if you want to stay, you can still stay. And I said, of course I will. So I went back over to my corner um, and just sat there. And then one day, Alan Carr, the producer, God rest his soul, too, um, He came to, you know, flying in. He always made grand entrances, flowing in on a float to the rehearsal to say hello to everybody. And he says hello. And then he pulls me aside. And I'm like, "Uh oh, I'm in trouble. That's it. They're kicking me out. And he turns around and he says, I heard all about what you've been doing. And I took a deep breath. Yes. And he said, and I want to reward you for that. So I'm putting you in the movie. Wow. I'm giving you a contract as a featured dancer. That way, not only will you get paid your contract, you'll be in SAG, the Screen Actors Guild. They gave me my Screen Actors Guild card, all the benefits um, and residuals for the rest of my life. Like John Travolta. Yes. They the only thing he could not do is put my name in the credits because they already did that. Apparently, it yeah. costs a lot of money to do that. Yeah. Um, and they couldn't change it. He says, I can't change it. I can't put your name up there in the credits, but you will be in the movie and, and everybody what? can see me in the movie. So that made me a little 
famous on Long Island because you uh, you know as soon as that movie came out it came became a blockbuster hit and anybody who was in it even though I may have been featured in the background oh by the way they put me in the dance scene so I'm in the major dance scene and they got John Travolta's younger sister to be my dance partner Annie and so the oldest sister was in it Ellen Travolta and so was Annie Travolta my dance partner and then I was throughout the rest of the movie. They used me throughout the rest of the movie um, as well. So that was my claim to fame. So I was going to go to the reunion with ah. a big chip on my shoulder. The reunion was a couple of years after the movie came out. My name was plastered all over the newspapers in Long Island. You know, uh, uh, homebody becomes star in Hollywood. They made me a star, right? Um, yeah. but they had a premiere opening and had all these these papers there and and the television. Oh, my God. And then even a famous actor, uh, actress, uh, singer, Connie Stevens, was performing in a local area um, performance venue. And they put us they invited us to this special nightclub together and put us in the, the, the celebrity room. Oh, it's unbelievable. Right. So I became an overnight celebrity over there. So you bet I was going to that reunion. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. I was, head, with your head held high. Right. Uh, with your head. I had a two year old son um, yeah. and they treated me. It really was Sherrianna. It was like a Cinderella story. I walked in and the whole hall of 350, all my classmates were there. They froze. The girls surrounded me and they sat at my table in a big semicircle all night long. All they wanted to know was stories of Hollywood and my experience. And that guy from across the hall, it was a giant hall that we were at, again, yells my name exactly yeah. the way he did in school. And everybody froze for a moment because they didn't know what he was going to do. He ran to me, grabbed me in a bear hug and wouldn't let me go. He wouldn't let me go. All I felt was, I'm sorry. In that, in that, in that hold, I am so sorry. Well, from that day on, we became dear friends and his life was falling apart. And but he was not the type to share with anybody. A matter of fact, he was a little narcissistic. He rented a Porsche to go to the reunion in order to <laughs> impress everybody. He oh, had gosh. a condo in Connecticut in the rich part. Brag, brag, brag. As soon as you asked him, so how are you doing? It was an hour of how fabulous he was and successful. But I was hearing something else. And after spending a weekend with him in Connecticut, my wife and I invited us over. His wife wasn't there. The kids weren't there. I knew something was wrong. And that's why I cried out to God for help to get tools. I was a professional singer, actor and dancer. I had no idea how to counsel anybody, not even a friend, nor did I trust it. Within a week, Sherrianna, Steven Spielberg. And if you're old enough to remember Cecil B. DeMille and their epic movies, uh, they would have been proud of what had happened between all the paranormal, metaphysical, spiritual stuff that happened to me within a three month period, one week after that prayer. And that's how I was given all of these abilities. So now I've been doing this. So wait, OK, wait, 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 hold on. Yeah. Okay, so so you have a. <laughs> this is incredible. Oh, thanks. It's we just... haven't even gotten to the good part yet. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is incredible. I'm loving this. I know the audience is as well. So you you say a prayer, do you just pull it out of nowhere, Vincent? I mean, do, do, have you been reciting this prayer most of your no, life? Did it no, just channel through you? No, no, Sherrianna, 
while I was being tormented in my life. And I'll just add, I was an altar boy, okay, because I was Italian and Roman Catholic and lived in New York. And apparently there's some kind of law amongst the Italian families that if you have a boy and you're Roman Catholic, he has to be an altar boy. So I was an altar boy. And it was very funny because back when I was a kid, my uncle labeled me the little professor because as a very young child, I would intercede in adult conversations, constantly giving them advice and giving them answers. That would earn me a whack in the head from my mother or father because they were annoyed by that. But the rest of the family were so curious as to how I knew so much and that I thought I knew so much. All right. Well, when I got into the church, I used to have arguments with the priests that they were teaching God and Jesus completely wrong. I had no idea how they should have been teaching, but I just knew they were wrong. And I would talk with God. I would talk with Jesus. But the one thing I never did, I never asked for God to help me while I was being tormented. And and now here's my friend. And I loved him dearly. And yet his heart was breaking. My heart was breaking. I knew it. And instead of asking God, this was the crazy part. Instead of praying for him, God help him. I know something is wrong in his life. Please help him. Please help him get help of some kind. I don't know what to do. I didn't do that. I said, God, help me help him. Help me help others like him because I know what it is to be tormented. I was also sexually molested by my babysitter until I was 13 years old and the parish priest who I became an altar boy and was in charge of the altar boys. Okay, so I have that entire history. So never once ask God to help me. I kind of believed that maybe I deserved it if that's what I was going through. So it tore me down. So by the time I was that age, 28 years old, I knew what it felt like. And that's why I thought I was relating to him. I know now that the intuitive part was already happening. It happened to me very young, my psychic part. And that was part of my mission, I guess. But it was opening up and my cry, my selfless cry to be able to help him opened the door to all my gifts. And that's what I tell people. I say, listen, I get so many people who call me up for readings who also want to be helpers and healers. And I tell them, I say, you got to work on yourself and you've got to work on yourself so that you become so confident in yourself that you're willing to now say, give me the ability to help others. Let me, I want to help others. So let this door open even more so, not just for me, but for others. And then all of a sudden things start happening for people. It's amazing. And I truly believe that that's the reason why it all opened. Hadn't I got to that point? Because all I cared about at that point is I wanted a Tony, an Oscar, and an Emmy to prove how fabulous I was as a singer, actor, and dancer. That's all I cared about up until that point. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And I I can so relate Vincent to what you're talking about because, um, you know, it's very validating because I'm, I'm constantly saying that to myself and, and when I work with clients, same thing, I'm constantly saying, let's just not forget to, I always say to serve mother earth, right? Because give it, give it to the planet, give it to mother earth. Let's always remember that. Right. Because, um, and I, we, I, I have the saying, you will always be blessed for that, 
Right. Um, I absolutely love this and the, and the way that your story can kind of make this very clear. Help me help him. So after this, what happened? So I'm, I'm getting a little bit of the secret. Are you starting to let the secret out? Because I want to uh, remind everyone, if you're just listening, this I'm speaking with Vincent Jenna, and Vincent's new book is called The Secret. Actually, it's your first book, right? Yes, the, it is. It's my right, first the, book. The Secret mm. That Is Holding You Back. So are you starting to reveal no. the secret? You're no, not, I'm not revealing. I haven't even so, gotten close to the oh, secret. Oh, this is so good. Okay. No. Tell us a little bit more because we're gonna we're gonna take a commercial break. But Vincent, oh, okay, and then I'll come I, back I, I don't want you to yeah, don't reveal the secret till after the break. I am not. Everybody has to hang in there. Let's keep them on the edge of their seat. Right. But tell no. us about this fella. You, you ask for help, and then what happens? Okay, so all of a sudden, the first thing that was happening is this psychic stuff and channeling, where um, all this information was pouring into me. It would just happen overnight. And thank goodness my wife had been with me. She was my girlfriend. She was the one that I went to the prom with and went to that reunion with. She had been with me since I was 17 years old, okay? So she knew all about me, knew what I knew, knew what I liked, knew what I didn't know. And all of a sudden, this occurred. And now I've got this higher self, this higher spirit. Actually, it was Joseph from Canaan, even though, let me back up a second real quick. I was introduced to a psychic just to have a psychic party. A friend came over one day to my house and said, oh, we just had the best time. We had a psychic come over and she goes and she does readings for everybody privately in a room. You get about 20 people together and you all have so much fun laughing about what she says and stuff like that. And I'm like, psychic. Oh my gosh. I just moved back from California. I didn't need any more of those woo people that were over there come now coming to my house, but they were filled in California. That's what I thought right back then. And so now, oh, all right, all right. My wife and I are talking. So we have this psychic come over. So she blows us away right from the beginning when she walks into the door. She's like, right away, there's so much positive energy in this home. Oh, my gosh, fabulous. And then turns around and tells us, you have a spirit in your kitchen, don't you? Now, the funny thing is we were renting this home. We were back in a home that in, in the town that I grew up in, Levittown, and we rented this home. And yes, there were noises. And I kind of expected my, my wife and I pulled the guys had already been out. Um, uh, there was all about that stuff. My wife has started reading books about Seth, which was a channeled spirit and so much information. So we kind of like were touching on the subject. So when we got to this house and every time we went to bed at night, there was always noises, pots and pans banging in the kitchen. After a while, we were joking and we're saying, hey, while you're in there, could you wash the dishes for us? OK, while we're sleeping. You know, we didn't have a dishwasher back then. And so she turns around and she says, oh, yes, you have a spirit. She's a guide. She's an Indian guide. She's here to help you. And we're like freaking out because already that's the first thing she says. Well, then. Everybody goes in. They all have a great time coming out laughing. Oh, my God, she's so good. She got so many things. Now it's my turn to go in. I go in. She touches my hands, goes, oh, my God, I can't touch you. The soul of Jesus is around you. 
You are going to become a spiritual teacher in the next seven years. Jesus is going to help you with the words and send you all the guidance that you need. And I'm like freaking out over here because the only reason why I had her over is so that she can confirm that within the next couple of years, I was winning an Academy Award, a Tony and an Emmy. That's all I cared about hearing. And she's telling me that I'm going to be a spiritual teacher, even though I was an entertainer, that didn't matter. And I'm like, this is crazy. So that kept going on for a while. I then was going to a couple of psychics just to see what was going on. And they would all say the exact same thing. So when this event happened, finally, one night, I get this spirit coming in saying basically that Jesus sent him. It was Joseph from Canaan, the Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat Joseph. I'm like, I never even saw his musical wasn't even out yet. So I didn't even know his entire story. And this dude named Joseph is telling me that he's going to be working with me and through me. And all of this incredible information was pouring out of my mouth. Um, My wife and I would go to the, the bookstore. And back then, the spiritual section was called the occult section. It wasn't the spiritual or anything like that. There was the psychology section and science, but then there was the occult section. And we would like hide in there. You know, we didn't want any of the neighbors seeing that and looking at these crazy books. And we would be picking up all these different books, the, the teachings of the masters of the Far East, all these ancient books. And we would thumb through them. And we would see paragraphs of the words that I had spoken, written in the book verbatim. And I knew I didn't know it. She didn't know anything about that. And so that's how it started, all this information. Then I was reading minds. I knew what was going to happen in the very near future, like the next day, the next minute. And so the psychic part developed first. And I was very resistant though I was directed and we met people out of the clear blue. Um, I studied with the Edgar Casey Foundation, ARE in Virginia Beach, because that was the first direction that I was given. And I followed it and, and I loved his material. And so things started normalizing for me, but I was still resistant because I still wanted to be a professional actor. And it wow. took me a while to accept that I, I did a part time work. I started doing readings part time because I was convinced that I needed to do that. Um, and so I had a friend, a really another dear friend, not him, though. I went back to him. The story is I did go back to him and help him. He is now a spiritual teacher himself because of the work I did with him. Uh, very loving. He sends people to me all the time. He's my greatest fan. He will write his name. I even wrote his name in the book because he's given me permission to use his name and tell the story of how it happened to me. So, so he did great. And then uh, slowly but surely, I worked my way up into doing this. And then the mediumship part opened, then talking with animals open. And in the past six years, uh, a council of extraterrestrials started talking with me. A way before the government even released all of this stuff about UFOs. Oh, boy. You're kidding. And they started to let me know what was going on oh so that I would be able to teach it the right way, the positive way, not the negative way. Yes. Um, so it was just, it's all been crazy things. I was communicating. I even communicated not too long ago before she died with Coco, the gorilla that You're was- You're 
thing. No, they so, it, it, it sounds like Vincent, there's going to be another book after this one. It oh, sounds like that time. there's several yeah, books in you. Uh, this is, <laughs> um, yeah, we do need to take a quick break, everyone. Um, and we're going to be right back with Vincent Jenna. Vincent is the author of his very first book, and this will be one of many, I'm sure. And it's called The Secret That Is Holding You Back. And we're going to reveal the secret after the break. So come right back. From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherrianna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show. Sherrianna Boyle is all about empowering you. Her life has centered around mindful approaches to healing the mind and body. Her main belief, your emotions matter, Processing them matters more. As a spiritual teacher and adjunct psychology professor, she is the author of nine books that can help empower lives from Emotional Detox Now, The Four Gifts of Anxiety, to Mantras Made Easy, and The Conscious Parenting Guide to Childhood Anxiety. There is certainly a book there for you. Find yours at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Finding unique artisan jewelry can be a problem, especially when you want a handmade custom mala, desire specific crystals and gemstones, or that special quality piece that is a form of your own self-expression. My name is Jillian, owner and designer of Jillian Inspired Designs. Our company mission is to create jewelry that inspires, uplifts, and even empowers you. Why not have jewelry as your personal statement of who you are and all you are becoming? We give you unique designs, accentuated with semi-precious gems for healing energies, meaningful symbols, and sacred geometry. Come to us with your custom order or shop our website for high-quality, lovely jewelry for you and your loved ones. Find us at www.jillianinspired.com, spelled G-I-L-L-I-A-N-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D.com. And now, use code JUSTASKSPIRIT for 15% off your next purchase. Create a custom mala or special piece with us. We can't wait to inspire you. Imagine if you had a daily practice for processing your emotions that could help you get through past and present challenges. Well, now you do. My new book, Emotional Detox Now, 135 Self-Guided Practices to Renew Your Mind, Heart, and Spirit is out in the world. It includes my signature cleanse system, a mindful practice to help you clear all those toxic reactions so you can begin to feel joy, peace, and ease again. Grab your copy today at SherriannaBoyle.com. 
Welcome back to Just Ask Spirit. I'm speaking with Vincent Jenna. He's the author of his very first book, The Secret That Is Holding You Back. I mean, I, I don't even know. I mean, I feel like I'm on the fastest train ride. Oh, God. <laughs> it's always fun when you're on a fast train ride. <laughs> I'm Matter like, there is a lot... There's there's a lot to see and hear. I mean, this is a lot of information. It's like, do I ask you about the UFOs or do I ask you about the secret? Which way do I go? Let's stick with the talk about the secret. The UFOs that that could be another time. Yes, let's talk. Let's talk about the secret. So go ahead. I always start with the reason why I had to write this book. Um, When I finally admitted and accepted that I was going to do psychic work, I still didn't like the idea of just being a psychic because I was getting deep into the human mind and psyche. I mean, you're sitting in front of me. There is nothing you can hide from me. You hide it from yourself more than you hide it from me. And so I felt a great responsibility with that, Sherrianna. So I said, you know what? I need to go back to school and learn what this is all about. So I went back to school at 39 years old, and I needed to go for seven years because I had given up college when I was younger, when I was supposed to go. And so I went and I got my BA in psychology and my master's in clinical social work. And I completed that at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill here when we moved to North Carolina. So I added that. And so from all the research I was doing while I was in school, plus I was still doing my part-time psychic work and readings, and then I began doing psychotherapy work, actual professional psychotherapy work. And doing all of that and becoming involved spiritually and metaphysically because of the psychic part, I was recognizing that there are principles in the world like such like the law of attraction. There's the law of aerodynamics. There's the law of gravity. Well, there is the law of attraction that people, not everyone understands that they are connected to. You are capable of creating a life that you want. Um, A lot of people think that, well, that is just the human spirit. Yes, it's the human spirit connected to a power source. Okay. So that's why you can manifest almost everything. But what I was seeing is that not everybody was able to manifest and create the life that they wanted, even when they had the opportunity, even after they learned so much that so they would learn all of this material about the law of attraction. Then besides the new age movement, then the new thought movement came out and all of these new luminaries and authors with all their fabulous books and fabulous information. So people would go to retreats, they would go to conferences. Now they do everything online, right? They bought thousands of thousands of dollars worth of books. Actually, the spiritual and self-help book publishing company is a $33 billion a year company and and product, right? Between the affirmation cards and all the lectures and classes and recordings, right? So people were getting that and they still ended up saying it's not working. And actually, that was the first title of this book is God, It's Not Working. (laughs) And so because that's a cry out that everybody has out of frustration. They called me. I've had thousands of readings with people from all over the world. And I began to see that there was a common thread, a common denominator as to why people weren't creating anything. 
that they really wanted. Or they tried and they had some maybe some attempts that succeeded, but they still couldn't get other attempts. And here's the bottom line. If you are not manifesting, if you don't have in your life abundance in love, abundance in your financial position, in a well-being, vitality and good health, or love relationships, then there is absolutely something blocking you and getting in your way. This book and the secret is what's getting in your way. And what people don't understand is that the human brain has two highest functions, right? One, the highest function, keep us alive. The second highest function, protect us in order to keep us alive. Now, we know how it does it physically. We've seen examples of that. We know what we've experienced examples of that. When you get a virus, for example, the coronavirus or the flu that's going around, people get a fever with that. Well, it is not the virus causing the fever. It is your brain intentionally raising your body temperature to make it an unlivable environment for the virus. That is how it's attempting to protect you. Well, it does it physically It also does it emotionally. What will it do if you have emotional pains that you're carrying around with you, carrying around from childhood, for example? Well, it will now create a new set of beliefs that will shield and protect you from your original set of beliefs. So in your childhood, and I call them in my book, they're called the maladaptive beliefs, the, the I'm nots. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not deserving enough. I'm not lovable enough. I'm not worthy enough. I'm not whatever enough that we form because of the negative messages we receive from the environment, right? So we're growing up with that and we have an undeveloped mind in our youth. But as we get older and the mind develops more, it starts to create, it starts this process of needing to protect us because we can't just function walking around thinking I'm not good enough, I'm not lovable. Now we know the outliers, those people that don't have strong enough defense mechanisms and they experience depression and you can hear them say consciously, I'm not good enough, I'm not lovable. But the rest of the people, they think, oh, no, 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 I'm really good. It's not me that's causing the problem. It's him. It's her. It's my boss that's keeping me from getting a raise and a promotion. It's the government that's keeping me from having financial, economic um, stability. It's, it's, It's the woman I married. It's the guy I married or that I met that's causing my emotional problems and why I don't have good relationship. Whatever. It's these diseases that are out there that I'm getting sick from and genetics. It's my parents and my great grandparents who had all these diseases. Right. So we come up with all these excuses. But the bottom line is they are hiding. Those excuses are hiding what we're really believing. So why does that matter? Because you are not plugged into your power in your conscious mind. Your conscious mind only accounts for two to five percent of your entire mind. Ninety five to ninety eight percent of the human mind is in unconscious awareness. So people who are walking around thinking they know themselves so well. No, you don't. You have no idea what's going on in that ninety five to ninety eight percent. But I can tell you this. You could figure it out. You could figure it out by what's in your life. 
What are you manifesting? What are you attracting into your life? That is more of a reflection of what your inner core beliefs are than anything else. So true. Yeah. And so, I, 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 and I've heard that before. And yes. uh, 95% of it is the subconscious mind. And do people do, they say, you know, yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing okay. Things are okay. And, and you're right that we're functioning from their conscious mind. When we're answering that, you really don't know what's happening, but you That's can right. see it in your life because our reflections are a reflection of what's inside of us. And I Absolutely. so agree with you, you know, when, with my emotional detox work, as I often will say, that the body will actually see your emotions as a threat. Right? Oh, and, totally. Absolutely. Right? It's like exactly yeah, they'll see them as a threat. And, and so you've got to you've got to really resolve that, right? That yeah. within but you, you see them in order to resolve them, Sherrianna. That is what this book is about. Okay. I call it the core book to make everything else you attempt work. And why is it the core work? Because unless you go down deep, on the, first of all, you have to remove the resistances, the blocks. Um, I, in my book, I call them the adult-made mind defenses. And I call them the adult-made mind defenses because as an adult, you now have the wherewithal and the ability to form different belief systems that are going to shield you from those original ones. I, it's You don't want to walk around feeling I'm not good enough. I'm not loving. I'm not lovable, but when I'm working with my clients and I go into their past and into their youths, when I see all of this hurt and pain and torment and that this person is walking out of their house, not believing that they're lovable. And now I look and I see their their love lives that are nil or breaking apart or they're constantly attracting the wrong type of partner. All I do is let them see. Do you understand that you had all of this hurt and pain that the little you is actually saying, I'm not lovable. So with that inside of you, whether you believe you're connected to a power or not, with that belief inside of you, how do you possibly imagine that you're going to pull in, you're going to be attracted to or attract to you somebody worthwhile, somebody that the relationship is going to be great? If you so keep it, thinking, so let you're me, going to walk in a hole, you're going to step in a hole. Sorry, go let, ahead. Let me ask you this, Vincent. After going through all this education, getting all these psychic downloads, writing the book, doing what you do, how do you interpret what happened to you in your life now? Because well, you said you were you were sexually abused, right? right? And you you said a lot of things happened to you. What do you what's your take on all of that? Okay. Once I became an adult, then certainly I would attract to me. I got in my own way. Even though this opened up for me at 28 years old, I was still resisting it. And because I was resisting it, I started to manifest lack of success, especially in my career as a singer and actor and dancer. I had a lot of insecurity. I had little Vinny constantly reinforcing, you're not good enough. You're not going to get anything. Because of all that torment, even until today, no matter how successful I am, and I'm doing great in my career, I still have little Vinny popping up saying, you're not good enough. This isn't going to work. Nobody's going to like your book. They don't. They won't buy it. Or you are not going to be successful at all. He still wants because because he's so scarred and hurt. I took yeah. care of the issues, but the scars are still there. Now, how can I account for the past stuff? Well, truly, 
I also believe, and this isn't for everybody, but sure. I also believe in soul contracts. Yeah. I believe that the only plan for us is the one we create prior to coming here. It's like this is a chance. This earth is a school for us to get to experience our magnificence, our divinity, our greatness, and what we know. It's like when you do go to school and you learn algebra, for example, and you're giving the, the formulas to algebra, you won't really know what a percent is until you go and you experience it for the first time. You go and buy your first pair of jeans and you get 20% off. That's when you go, aha, now I know what a percent is. Well, when we were first created, we were given a whole bunch of knowledge and wisdom too. But in order to know what we knew, we have to experience it. So we come here and we will choose certain lessons and certain things to get us to certain places. And I believe now that I had chosen to be a spiritual teacher, but in order to get here, I had to go through my sculpting, at least in my mind, I needed to go through that because here's the thing. I can relate to anybody who's had any kind of pains. And believe me, I didn't have the worst. There are those who have had even worse than me. When I'm, I, like I said, I talk with thousands of people from all over the world that call me for readings. And I cannot believe some of the torments that people have gone through, even worse than mine. But I do understand them and understand how they can hurt. Also, because of what I went through, my demographics, which is unheard of for a psychic medium, I have 50% men and 50% women that call me of a, a variety of ages from 18 years old. I won't do younger than that, even though the parents will come with their 16, 15 and 14 year old. All yeah. the way up until not, I had the last person that the oldest person I had was 99 years old. Call me. So that's the range I have. And I believe my experiences allow for that and yeah. allow others to relate to me so, so that so I can what, get the message to them. So what you're saying to us today, and once again, everyone, Vincent Jenna is sharing his first book, which is The Secret That Is Holding You Back. And you've heard a bit about that secret that the subconscious belief systems that we all have, and then these soul contracts, right? Becoming aware. Um, and and what can happen with the soul contracts is you, know, you can eventually get into a place of sort of what once you get those lessons, then oh, then, then, yeah. then you're right, then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm not locked in that anymore. I'm free. You gotta get out of it to start with. I think it was a dumb choice to, to make all those choices because it's not a guarantee that you're gonna go in the direction you want. Yeah, yeah. There's always a lesson. This has been absolutely fascinating. Um, I, I hope people grab your book because it sounds really great. And I imagine that there's tools in there, right, yeah. Vincent, for how to dissolve these or transform these beliefs is that what the what the bulk of the book is going to be giving it's people be the major the major part is to help people understand 
how they got the bulk of the block, because believe it or not, they need to know that they have that defense mechanism first because everybody wants to say, oh, I already know that. I already know that until they read my read my book and they get the aha moments. Then they the sweet part is the tools that work and people are having unbelievable transformational experiences from the moment they pick up that book. And I'm getting letters upon letters upon letters. As a matter of fact, it's just been translated to Arabic. An Arabic publishing company found out about it and wants <laughs> to send that through the Arabic world and translated it. I just am blown away by that. That's that's fantastic. That's that's amazing, and that's feel, so gratifying. I'm really happy for you, Vincent. That you know right. that you that you've had this journey. It's not, it's, what a tough boy. What a tough journey in the beginning and the way that you, you know, you forgave and you embraced that man um, and befriended him. I think that also speaks volumes about you and your character and what your intentions are. Um, So many little, you know, pieces we can walk away with, Vincent, that kind of open our minds and open our hearts and know that you can have this too, folks. I, I know Vincent is exceptional and wonderful and a great speaker. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and very, very, very gifted. But, you know, I think both of us want you to know that this is in you too, right? That we're all from this source um, energy, right? So thank you for giving us this sort of update on how we can manifest. Um, Thank you, audience, for showing up for Vincent and um, we celebrate him today. Uh, We have to take another quick break. I will be be back after the break uh, with a quick message from Spirit myself to wrap up the show. So thank you, Vincent. Oh, oh where's your where's you. your where's your website? I oh, don't want it's Vincentjenna.com. That's with a G-E-N-N-A dot com. You can connect with me. All my social media is there. I have a podcast myself, the Jenna Effect. Mm. All the information and the videos that I've done and television shows are all on there. Oh, fabulous. Okay, we'll be right back after the break, everyone. Are you looking for a simple way to stay in shape and care for your emotions? Well, look no further. It's Sherrianna here. And I want you to know I have been teaching yoga for over 20 years. My style might be a little different. I include a little bit of cardio, yoga, breath work, and of course, you're going to hear my emotional detox teaching sprinkled in. People describe my classes as therapy. (laughs) So zoom in and practice yoga with me live on Tuesdays at 9.30 Eastern or Thursdays noontime Eastern, where you can take it on demand as I record everything. Go to sherriannaboyle.com, click explore memberships to learn more. From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherrianna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show. Looking for a fun and relaxing getaway? Omega Rest and Rejuvenation Retreats are a great way to unwind and renew your spirit. Sit and read in the garden, explore the woodland trails, or try a daily yoga or meditation class. 
You can stretch your body, quiet your mind, and do as much or as little as you choose. Located in Rhinebeck, New York, just 90 miles north of New York City, Omega's natural environment and quiet pace allow for extraordinary experiences to unfold. Learn more at eomega.org or call 800-944-1001. When we think of a detox, we usually think of it as a physical experience. But what about a mind-emotional detox? With Sherrianna Boyle's new book, Emotional Detox Now, you get just that. Inside, you will find 135 of Sherrianna's signature cleanses laid out for you. In just five minutes a day, you can enjoy the soothing benefits of an emotional detox. Imagine feeling centered, calm, and free. With an emotional detox now, you can. Grab your book today at your favorite bookstore or go to sherriannaboyle.com. Finding unique artisan jewelry can be a problem, especially when you want a handmade custom mala, desire specific crystals and gemstones, or that special quality piece that is a form of your own self-expression. My name is Jillian, owner and designer of Jillian Inspired Designs. Our company mission is to create jewelry that inspires, uplifts, and even empowers you. Why not have jewelry as your personal statement of who you are and all you are becoming? We give you unique designs, accentuated with semi-precious gems for healing energies, meaningful symbols, and sacred geometry. Come to us with your custom order or shop our website for high-quality, lovely jewelry for you and your loved ones. Find us at www.jillianinspired.com, spelled G-I-L-L-I-A-N-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D.com. And now, use code JUSTASKSPIRIT for 15% off your next purchase. Create a custom mala or special piece with us. We can't wait to inspire you. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Welcome back to Just Ask Spirit. Thank you for coming back and listening in. Uh, so grateful to have you here. That was fun, wasn't it? I had a lot of fun. That was like, that, honestly, I felt like I was on a really fast train ride on my end. I don't know what your experience was, but I was on the edge of my seat. But I just want to take a moment and encourage everyone here to just take a deep breath. Um, Whenever you get sent a lot of information, and he's very high high vibrational, at least I experience him that way. Um, When someone's connected to source like that, their energy is very, very strong. And sometimes as an intuitive myself... And in the emotional detox work that I do, I really have to give myself time to to digest everything and allow it to sink in and land inside of my body. And I encourage you to do that as well, because what can happen is sometimes when we get um, everything at at once, it kind of lands on your shoulders, <laughs> right? And it feels like, oh my gosh, like that's exciting. That's interesting. But sometimes it can also be interpreted by the body as overwhelming, right? Because excitement and nervousness, they kind of have that same feeling. So make sure you just take a moment to, um, you know, do even a little bit of tapping. I'm going to do the tap on the fear tap right now, which is 
the side of the hand with the karate chop point. And if you're on YouTube, you can watch me. I'm starting to tap. And I just take a nice deep breath as I'm tapping. And we'll use one of the stem set sentences of emotional detox, which is the cleanse system that I created to teach people how to process what they feel. Because some of the the way that we don't process what we feel is by holding on to those belief systems. I completely agree. But I call belief systems reactions, a ways that we prevent ourselves from feeling because we have a belief that somehow it'll make us feel worse or um, that we, we get afraid to feel and that's been ingrained in us. So I'm tapping the side of my hand, left hand, right hand. Obviously, if you're driving, don't do this. Don't tap, keep your hands on the wheel, but I want you to just breathe in and breathe out, right? And take that in and start to loosen. Um, sometimes when you just have those aha moments, like he said, of, wow, yeah, this makes a lot of sense to me. I'm waking up, this alertness. Take a moment to really take that aha moment in to embrace it to allow it to and to integrate it into your root system. That's what I'm feeling guided by spirit to. Um, I always have a lot of compassion for people because um, I think sometimes, um, sometimes we hear these things and we're like, wow, you know, um, I've got a lot of work to do <laughs> and just know that I don't, I don't really see this as work. You have a, this is, um, this is our sole mission, right? Um, and my sole mission, I know part of it, and maybe you feel the same way is to help people feel, to help, I always say to help get this world feeling again, because I know when, if you can start feeling, then you can start vibrating and then your core essence, your truth your potential, your infinite and higher potential can shine through. We all have it and we all hold that torch. Thank you so much for joining just uh, me at Just Ask Spirit and be sure you subscribe and you come back and also go to sherriannaboyle.com and get your free resources there. I've got several there for you. Happy holidays, holidays, everyone. Thank you for listening. Join Sherrianna next time to continue this remarkable journey of discovering the amazing power of your emotions. Reach out to Sherrianna directly on SherriannaBoyle.com. Share your comments and ask your Just Ask Spirit questions. Until next time, remember, your emotions matter. Processing them matters more.